0: Your number one station, your officer You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey.
1: My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And we're going to scratch, I guess, a few itches this week, all <laughs> in one. <laughs> For one thing, we have st patrick's day coming up and we didn't have the podcast going last year at this time so this is our first chance to do that and i was reminded of this when i saw the dropkick murphy's post recently that they'll be doing a live stream of a of a concert so that that got the ball rolling like we need to touch on this do a little celtic punk some of that kind of stuff um part two the other itch we're gonna scratch is discussing sort of the music scene the radio scene maybe even from a region an area in particular um namely boston and the massachusetts area And then third itch is having a guest podcaster on our podcast, which we have not done before. But we're welcoming (laughs) Trev Allen from The Struggling Artist this week. If you paid attention anywhere else, you'll know that we are returning the favor after he was kind enough to have us on his show a couple weeks back. Which was a lot of fun. So welcome. Yeah, we (laughs) we appreciate you joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So yeah, that was a great experience. And um, I consider that sort of a a two part to our reboot sort of our season premiere, as it were, it was great to get to tell our entire story without it feeling completely self-indulgent. And so, (laughs) yeah, I felt like I learned something about myself by listening to it. (laughs) I'm still going back through it right now. I'm only like halfway. We talked for a long time. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Apparently apparently I do that to people. I I bring it out. I bring it out of them. You know,
1: you you bring out the urge to talk a lot. That's all right. (laughs) There's a
3: lot of stuff that's worth talking about. Yeah, Halfway through, I kind of was wondering if you ever had the thought that crossed your mind, like, oh, my God, these guys ever shut up? (laughs) No,
2: actually, I had a great time. I blinked and it was like an hour and a half, you know, And I was like, oh, shit,
0: because
2: I didn't I didn't want to tie you guys up because I know like you got, you know, you got a family and I'm sure you guys all have stuff to do, like. I'm just, I'm just some fucking bum up here in Massachusetts. So, <laughs> um, I, I, but I was like, yeah, I really, I, I blinked. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're already at that time. And that happens a lot sometimes when I have guests on, Yeah, like, it does. Uh, I remember when I had a guest on and it was like 15 minutes and I'm like, I'm almost done with everything I've asked and then, I, and then it was just like that and I, all of a sudden i blinked and we're over an hour in i'm like this is awesome you know
1: <laughs> we're we're pretty good at that it's uh i have to do a lot of cutting sometimes on these episodes <laughs> i know the feeling <laughs> to get them down to our our, our preferred length
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah.
2: it took so. me like two hours to read all my notes so you're in for it <laughs> you, did, you did you did great <laughs>
1: just a little a little bonus for anybody who listens to the Ish but hasn't listen to to the struggling artist yet you do interviews kind of across the gamut of people from various walks of life and and professions and particularly related to arts like you mentioned before you're not a music podcast per se but it does seem to be a very recurring theme
2: yeah yeah <laughs> I might have to change it I might have to change it to like not just a music podcast
1: because
2: it just happens that way. Like a big thing of, of my podcast is, um, you know, just I talk about like creativity and mental health and shit like that. And um, music, music, I mean, music's what keeps me going. Um, not that I play music or write music or anything like that, but, it, you know, it's definitely, if I need to, if I need to turn off my brain and just listen to some tunes to, to feel a certain way about a certain thing, that's, that's what I go for, you know?
3: Yeah, we have a couple episodes where we talk about uh, music being a release or, you know,
1: a way to kind of get through depression and things like that. So we definitely understand exactly what you're talking about. I think that'll yeah. definitely be a recurring theme as time goes by. You know, we're trying to touch on the power and role of music, and that's certainly one of those roles.
2: Oh, it definitely is. And, and, and again, <laughs> that's kind of how I got into, like, I guess, talking about music so much and talking with bands and, and musicians and stuff. So it's strange it's strange it's definitely taken a turn that i didn't expect but much <laughs> like the podcast it's organic so i just let it go
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i'm i'm a big fan of that so in honor of it being march by the time that this episode is released uh <laughs> and <laughs> and very shortly coming saint patty's day which is a fun holiday we thought that it would be a good time to spend a little bit um exploring kind of I don't know, St. Paddy's Day traditions, Celtic punk kind of stuff. I don't know. St. Louis doesn't do a ton. Is there a parade in St. Louis for that holiday? Yeah. I, there's a
3: parade downtown. in
1: Dogtown. Yep. Yeah. That's like the biggest. And, I mean, it, and there's one in Cottleville,
3: too, but that's like a small little kids parade, to be honest. But, um <laughs> It, yeah, no, the, the biggest thing happens in Dogtown, but it, around here, it's just mainly a drinking day. That's what everybody is. Right. Yeah.
2: That's what for, it is here, too. I think it's what it is everywhere. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's what it is here, too. I think it's what it is everywhere. Chicago has, the coolest thing Chicago does is they dye the, the river. That's the big tradition every year is that they put a crap load of this, like, ice. I hope it's safe. I mean, the river's pretty gross to begin with, so it doesn't really <laughs> yeah. matter. I don't think it's going to hurt that river. It's not going to do make it any worse. <laughs> so they put this buttload of green dye in the river and it flows around all day and it's kind of cool looking. And that's the big thing. And I live on the south side where there's a huge Irish pride and population. It's a big part of the history down like the White Sox and that kind of thing. But that's about it, really.
3: <laughs> yeah, St. Louis doesn't have really a big Irish community. Uh, I mean, it, there was a small Irish community, but it, it's more German uh, settled
1: here. German and French. Yeah. When, uh, so. Now, Boston, on the other hand, <laughs> might be a little bit different than St. Louis in that regard.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a big thing here. When I moved out here, uh, even in Worcester, where I lived when I first moved out here, they're like, hey, it's parade day. My roommates, I'm like, all right, I'll meet you at the bar. They're like, you want to go early? I'm like, yeah, I got shit to do. I'll be there when, I, when I'm there. <laughs> and, and, and I didn't realize, like, I legit waited in line for over an hour to get oh. to, like, the my oh, regular wow. bar and I'm like, what is this? What is going on here? And there's like <laughs> everything's fenced off, you know, and people are just it's like it's like 11 a.m. There's this people <laughs> drunk. <laughs> like I'm like, oh everyone everybody's wearing green but me. You know what I mean? I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> See I didn't know that this was such a big deal. <laughs> I, I didn't I really didn't. I'm like, yeah it's a parade. Whoop de-doo. And then I saw why I'm like, oh okay. <laughs>
1: Is to your knowledge is when we talk about just the idea of Celtic punk, like the two big names that come to mind to me are Flogging Molly and the Dropkick Murphys. Dropkick Murphys, very, very proud of their Massachusetts heritage, very proud of that, like working class status and kind of sticking up for the little guy and that kind of thing. Are, are they like, OK, put it this way. St. Louis has a couple of bands that are kind of beloved by the city and they're kind of like the city's own rock band sort of is do you feel like the city has that relationship with that band?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh <laughs> Dropkick Murphys are like they are the band that everyone loves. All the other bands like they love them so much. You know, I I I've been to I want to say six Dropkick shows. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been I've seen them in Providence, I've seen them in Boston on St. Patrick's Day. Um I've seen them uh, I seen them at an arena show, which which was probably the last time I saw them. The thing about them, uh, right off the rip, is they're very, again, they're proud. Like, this is, when I, when I got into, Dropkick Murphys opened up the door to so much more, like, punk bands than I could ever possibly, like, fathom. And one of the big things is what I always noticed about them, like you said, they're proud. They're proud of their heritage. They're proud of where they're from um you know they're, they're proud of like they're like that working class band and <clears throat> a lot of bands from this area are the same they're not now they're not celtic punk but they're all they all yeah. have a sense of pride a sense of like you know companionship with one another and that's how all these bands interact out here from what from you know back when i was hanging out and, and going to all these shows that's what it was. Everyone, they all just like, they all like, they're all friends with each other. They weren't really fighting for for that stage. I don't know if behind the scenes they were, or if later down the road bands were kind of cutthroat with each other. But from my experience always, and from what I've gathered is that everyone, they, I mean, they got, they all got together. They, they were all the, you know, they were all okay with They're all great with each other. Um, you have a lot of different band members that intertwine with other bands out here. Um, Like Dropkick Murphys, the original singer, Uh, Mike McCouglin, him and Ken Casey, they started Dropkick. And then when Mike left, Al Barr from the Bruisers came in, you know, uh, Mike went on to start a band called the Street Dogs. And and then you see a lot, like I said, you see a lot of band members kind of intertwine with each other and they're playing together still. Uh, And that's always been one of the big things that I've noticed about this area new england in general with their rock is is we all everyone kind of like everyone was cool with each other everyone was you know there to help each other out we didn't really get like you know like bands hated green day or or not just bands but like fans hated (laughs) green day because they call them sellouts or being commercial and shit like that you never had that up here Um, Uh, and, and 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 i don't know why that's never really happened but i'm thankful for it you know so
0: yeah that's the one thing about punk music that i kind of always thought was interesting you have you have the old school punk which is like the you know the godfather like you know the ramones and the clash and all that stuff and then then as time goes on you got the vans warp tour punk which is like this whole other sub genre of punk and then it's like you're not punk like <laughs> what are, you, what are yeah. you talking about yeah but- and, that, and that's and that's something too like
2: because like like you said there's all these subgenres and like out of boston you had celtic punk with the dropkick murphys you had a lot of hardcore bands like the unseen blood for blood and then you had like that street punk like which was um like the blue bloods uh the ducky boys you know and then you had like rockabilly shit going on like uh um, <laughs> you, like you had rockabilly punk like the kings of nothing the, the the kings of the kings of nothing were like ska rockabilly and then you have then you have the mighty mighty Bostons, you know and yeah. Oh like, yeah. You know, like you have all these bands from but like they all again they all kind of just worked like they were all with each other. So it was cool you'd go to a show and you're not gonna hear two bands that sound alike on a bill. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um but if they're all technically punk or whatever. You right. know
1: I think that makes sense. I think of two things whenever whenever you say that. I think of for one, like punk also has this sort of like there's a strong like do-it-yourself kind of vibe. And so these bands that aren't you know being propped up by major labels or getting major radio play or that kind of thing looking out for each other is a way to make sure that people are more successful that they're not being taken advantage of that kind of thing yes um and it also kind of goes along with that with the whole like working class like unionizing kind of mentality like we're 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 a collective you know if you mess with one of us you kind of mess with all of us it's just, like i said it's a way of making sure that people are not ripped off or you know pushed aside o- oppressed by <laughs> i guess as it were
2: yeah, and, and and one of the things with, the, like, the Dropkick Murphys, they're a huge band, you know, and uh, they take, they used to come, and I, I guess the Boston's might have did it, too. I don't really know. I know they do it now, but what they do is these, these bigger, like, Dropkick, they'll take these these lesser-known bands from home on tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? oh, that's cool. how I learned, and that's how I would learn about all these other bands, basically, you know, but they were, like, you know, bands, like, even bands from, like, Blood or Whiskey from Ireland. Um, they're a celtic punk band they, they took them on tour i remember the first time i ever watched that i've seen them live it was crazy we stopped the mosh pit they uh they played a song we stopped the mosh pit these two girls river danced to it like it was fucking awesome <laughs> it was you know it's just cool how to see like all these you know what i'm saying like you just you just get all these different people together and yeah. uh and, and and they're all drawn together by music and by this music and 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 just to see like what they would do for these lesser known bands, and some of these bands got big. Like I I remember seeing Off of Their Heads. Um, they're from Chicago. Well, they're actually from like oh. Minneapolis, but I think they're out of Chicago now. But like okay. I saw they opened for Dropkick with Frank Turner opened for Dropkick. Like these, and now they're big. These guys, these are big musicians, you know. Yeah. So it was always it's cool a to big see name at this, this point. Yeah, it was always cool to see that. This was back in 2012. So,
1: OK, I love that idea. I mean, the, the the typical thing you hear anytime, not anytime necessarily, but usually when a band goes on tour, you got your, you know, your headliner, maybe a supporting act, and then you'll have the local band in that city opening up for them. And it's just, So like those guys have no idea who this local band is. They're just there to kill 20 or 30 minutes before the, the main act is ready. But to pick somebody else from your hometown or from or to really like cherry pick somebody that's, you know, an up and comer in that genre or whatever and drag them drag them along with you, you know, bring them with you. Um, <laughs> I think is a nice touch. It's, it's a great way of showing support and strengthening, you know, the position of the music scene in, um, in general and particularly wherever you're coming from. And that was actually how Dropkick Murphys became known.
3: Is the Mighty Mighty Boston's did take them on tour and they opened for yep. them. Mm-hmm. Huh.
1: They got their their breakthrough. The Boston's. Yep. yep, that's really cool. I did not know that.
2: Yeah, and again, those are two different sounding bands. You know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah.
1: The Boston's are a band that I really only knew about in their heyday. Like, and and I'm I'm probably the one. I I don't know for sure, but I'm probably the one here is the most sympathetic to like ska sounds and like would like to see that become popular again. <laughs> but I still haven't followed up on on the boss since that time. We've seen Real Big Fish and and some of those bands a couple times at some shows, and they're always fantastic and fun. Is it weird that as I get older, I'm more drawn to like high energy bands than I was before? Like, I'm not trying to get in the pit per se, but I love <laughs> I love bands that have that energy. And ska bands and punk bands, hardcore bands, that's that's, you know, a big portion of what they're about (laughs) is is that intense energy (laughs) and fun.
2: (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. And and for me, it's it's just hearing different sounds come together and where I don't know if it's a if it's a region thing, because we're all on the coast here. But reggae is a big part of music um, for where I grew up and huh. you know you're getting reggae elements in ska now yeah. i'm not the biggest ska fan but i i mean i do appreciate what i'm hearing but like that's you know with the drop kick murphy's you're you're getting all these different sounds too you're getting you know they have a they have um bagpipes they have a banjo they've got a mandolin this is you know then they have all the other normal normal instruments you have in a rock band you know uh, i'm pretty sure they have a tin whistle player uh you, you that's know That's fantastic. It's, yeah, it's 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 cool to hear these different sounds and how it comes out and when you put it together into this mix of of rock and roll. And I think that's probably one of the biggest draws I ever had with Dropkick. That and I never I don't think anyone's ever put on a better like show in my in my what well, that I've been to as far as like being part of the crowd including the crowd you know, I've been on like they used to let us all on stage and, and like sing with them and shit. Now, you can't do that in like arenas and shit. There's just too many people. But like when they were yeah. doing shows, when they were doing the smaller shows, like that's what they did. You know, um, and we, I've been on stage with them. I mean, everyone has really out here. <laughs> you, you know, it's just cool. It's just a cool <laughs> thing to interact, to be able to interact with the crowd and be into it. You know, it is, is a wonderful thing. And and I think that was one of the biggest draws for me was just how they, how they performed. They performed for the crowd. They weren't there just to make a buck or, or whatever. They were, they were into the crowd.
1: I wonder if that's just really a commonality amongst that, that kind of genre, because I'm thinking we, 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 Dan and I told some stories about flogging Molly that will, and a previous episode that actually got cut that we're going to, we'll release shortly. Probably to go along with this episode. That makes sense. But then also one of, one of my favorite concert experiences, and I think I did tell you guys this story before as well, but we'll repeat it real quick, was the Chicago Celtic punk band. They're called Flatfoot 56.
2: Yeah, I was, they're on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I saw them in this tiny town in Missouri one time in a concert venue that was like the size of a large living room. It was itty bitty. But it was one of the most fun shows I've seen in forever. And, and they were they were all about this audience participation and some of these like, I don't know if you want to call them bits or what, but they did a crowd interaction thing where they got, they called the Braveheart, where mm-hmm. the room splits into two, you go to one side of the room, and the other half of the room goes to the, you know, the other wall or whatever, you take off your shoes, so you're not stepping directly on people. And then your goal is to run and clash in the middle and get to the other side. <laughs> and it was just this weird game but it was so much fun. And I don't know. I just, I love when bands do that kind of stuff, When it's just this very encompassing kind of performance where you're part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like with you, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, it does. And, and, and they're a perfect example of that too. They're a great, that's a great band. <laughs>
1: their lead singer. Is, I think his the lead singer is like six foot eight or something. Oh. And he, and he's called, his name is house. And, and it's because he's roughly the same size as one. As far, that's, right. I have to presume that's why that is.
2: <laughs> There's another great Celtic band from Chicago called uh, the Tossers. Now, they're definitely more like traditional Celtic punk, like with a punk t- twist to it. But they're very, very good. I highly recommend you check them out.
4: Hmm
1: yeah we might have to make ourselves a playlist for this episode that just runs the gamut of some of the best the best of this is another benefit (laughs) to having having trev here is you can give us you can give us a nice who's who of of bands in these genres that uh that are worth checking out especially because punk is uh, in general hardcore anything in that realm is something that we that the itch barely touches on and rarely so it's kind of nice to reach out into a genre that we spend less time on, typically. If you do make a
3: playlist, you might want to add the new Dropkick Murphy song that was just released a couple days ago called Middle Finger.
1: That's right. (laughs) I just listened (laughs) to that yesterday in preparation. (laughs) Yes, I haven't
3: heard it yet.
2: I didn't know it dropped already.
3: Yeah, it's really good, and then they also uh, announced that their album, Turn Up the Dial, is going to be released on April 30th.
2: Yeah, I saw that. I saw that part. That's right. Yeah, that was a a big deal going around around here.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: The word is already spreading. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. Trev, you said that they play a concert pretty much every uh, St. Patrick's Day. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. The last two have been, well, this one and the last one were live stream, obviously. But yeah, every every year they come home for for St. Patrick's Day.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, so they, they actually are going to be doing a free live stream concert online on St. Patrick's Day called St. Patrick's Day Live Stream 2021, still locked down still looking yeah <laughs> <laughs> last year's was called lockdown i remember watching that it was a lot of fun it'll take place on st Patty's day and instead of charging a fee to view the performance the band's just encouraging fans to donate to help out paying their crew and other expenses
2: that's yep that's just the kind of guys they are too man that's just what they do they're, like i said they're really nice guys you know i over the years I, i'm not going to say i've followed them recent in the recent years um it just my tastes went elsewhere but yeah. I'll never forget like what they did for me personally. Uh-huh. Like not like, you know, you know not on a personal, level, but like musically and, and what doors they opened for me, you know, I'll always, I'll always love them to death for that. And they're great guys. <laughs> like I said, they're great music musicians. And, and it's just, uh, sometimes your tastes go elsewhere and that's kind of where mine, mine kind of went to in other directions. I don't. I, I still get down with with some of their stuff, though. You know, like they did a song with um with uh Bruce Springsteen. I gotta find that. That's how crazy to me. That's crazy. Like it's you know you know what I mean. Like they did yeah. a song with Bruce Springsteen. <clears throat> you know, so it, it's 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 awesome. It's it's just you know it's just cool to see, uh, and it, it's cool to see people from your area that that do well. Again, that was never. I never know. I never noticed that people you know, shitting on other people here for doing well. They all kind of were proud of that, you know?
1: I got a kind of a two-part two-part question for you related to that. Now, we I think one of the things that we might have all done in, in preparation, uh, even before we were on The Struggling Artist and then before having you here, was we listened to the episode of your show where you were the interviewee. Mm. And one of the things you talked about was you've lived in a number of different places, but it, the vibe I kind of got was that that this like New England in particular, like Massachusetts area feels the one is the one that feels home for you. So would you say that that's kind of that really that's is exactly. where you're. Yeah, that's 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 your base, your, your roots and probably where you're most familiar with what's going on, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Rhode Island and. OK, yeah. And uh, it's weird because in Rhode Island, you can either we didn't have a music scene really outside of like, you know, shows at the beach and stuff like that. But there was all people coming in. It wasn't anyone local really yeah um, so so we either for especially with like punk music and hardcore music you either gravitated to like the connecticut um new york thing or you went up to providence and they got a lot of the boston thing and i i okay. kind of went I, I went north with it you know what i mean
0: yeah
1: so where would you say that the second part of that question is uh you mentioned that your taste had kind of moved on to different places nowadays like where would you say what is the stuff that uh that you're really drawn to now, whether it has anything to do with Boston or not.
2: Yeah. I mean, I still listen to a lot of Boston music and stuff like that. Um, I still love punk music, but to me, it's just broadened into like, I hear a band and like, I'm like, are they punk? Like it's just rock and roll. It's all rock and roll to me. Um, The the bands that I'm listening, if you want to know like the bands I'm listening to right now, like that I've been listening to for the last couple of years. Uh, you've got Michael Kan and the Morning Afters. They're out of Worcester, Massachusetts, they're right here. Um huh. you've got what else am I I'm off with their heads from Chicago. I'm a big fan of them. The Welch Boys, they're from Boston. Like, I got I'm still I'm still connected here the Ducky Boys and and, and there's like, you know, and I can get into like if you want, we can get into like that like cuz they're like all like I said all these <laughs> bands they kind of like they play with each other. Like they play, they play music with each other. They they're in, to, they're in this different bands together. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I, is that it? I mean, does that answer your question? Like I'm still in, I'm just, I just, I, I guess what I, what I was saying with my musical taste kind of moving, it's not, that's not like more of, it's just more of like, I'm listening to, I guess it's, I don't know, like just more, but a lot of these bands they've evolved. They, I don't want to say they have I think using the word evolved means they were, they go from something lesser to something more. Um, yeah. I don't want to use that word. So I'm going to say like they, they matured. Yeah. Or just changed in
1: some form. Yeah. They is, changed it's in very some natural.
2: way. Right. Yeah. So like when I listen to, you know, if I, if like, what's a good example of that, that I can do for it. So like, Mark Lind Mark Lind um, he's the lead singer of the Ducky Boys, and he, he, he's got a, he's got a bunch of bands um, but like if you listen to the Ducky Boys from like ninety seven and then you listen to like what they, what they are, you know um, we'll take uh or we'll just take Mark in the equation. He's got a band called the Warning Shots. They sound nothing alike. those two bands sound nothing other than his vocals, obviously because you can't really change your voice you know so but like um but like it's just it's more it's just it's a different sound it's a different sound And, and um like you take a band like um we'll use off with their heads too like off with their heads is a band from from like i said they're from you know your area they're considered punk but like to me they don't sound like punk like punk to me is like it's such a weird. Thing. I don't think punk is really a sound, but what I'm saying is they yeah. don't sound when you when people think punk, they're thinking no effects, they're thinking rancid, you know, off of yeah, the yeah. head sounds nothing like them, <laughs> you know, right? So yeah. it's 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 just like I, I'm just I'm just grabbing different sounds from different areas and different sounds from my area that I just you know, like um, Michael Caine in the morning afters, they have they have like in this acoustic, they've got like a they almost have like a folk sound, but they're they're not, it's not, it's just straight to me, they're straight up rock and roll. And they're awesome, and and like you can always, but like you can hear like the acoustic guitar playing, even though they're playing electric guitar, you can hear that. Um, they've got a keys player. Like they, they, these guys are doing it, you know, they're out here doing, they're making all this music. So they're not that typical. What do they call it? Four by four punk? Is that is that the term? I'm
1: not too familiar with the term.
2: Yeah, I'm not a musician. I've heard it, I've heard people say that before, so I'm assuming <laughs> that's what they mean by it. But like it's just, it's not that. It's not your typical like um, Lenny Lashley. He was in a band called Darkbuster. They were kind of like ska street punk mix. Okay. And and then, I mean, he he also he also had a side project that he did while there while Darkbuster was on a break called Lenny and the Piss Poor Boys. It was fucking country, <laughs> it was country Western music.
4: <laughs> you, you know what I
2: mean? Like, and now yeah. he's got Lenny Lashley's Gang of One. And Lenny's music has definitely like matured. You know, this there's just, I mean when he was you know 20 years old playing music it was about it was about drinking and and, and fighting and, and this and that and now it's it's definitely more like like life experience stuff now it's, yeah. so that, that's that's what i mean i guess my my taste my taste grew with the bands that i loved that grew yeah. you know
1: that makes sense yeah so you've mentioned um off with their heads a couple of different times in our like side conversations. Um, One of the things I think this would be a fun little bonus for anybody listening that you mentioned was they released like three albums in like the span of about a year or so. Was that right? They released, I think two last year and then one sometime. I don't know exactly when the year before.
2: Yeah. Uh, So what, (laughs) what they did, Ryan, Ryan, uh, Ryan Young is the lead singer of off with their heads and, um he uh what he did was they had if I had let's see, twenty twenty they had he had a um an acoustic c- compilation that he did come out. Okay. They had a live album uh drop um that they had did and 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 they did the show the live album was from I think February of twenty twenty. So it was like the last show they did. The last live.
0: show, yeah. And he even oh. like mentioned
2: he he even like talks about it on there. Like we don't know when we, we may not be able to do this again for a little while. <laughs> you know, like he, yeah. And, and then everything happened. Um, and then he put out a covers album that they all did of like all their favorite bands. Uh, huh. They cover like they cover the Deftones, um, a bunch of other bands. Yeah. So he he keeps busy. <laughs>
1: That's fun. I I love the idea that they released two studio albums and a live album in the same year, in the pandemic year. And that's coming off of releasing some stuff in 2019 as well. Like you want to talk like some some like working man bands like those guys are busy for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, and, you know, um, they definitely do. They definitely keep busy. And and I, I think you know, that's a big part of what he does. It's like he, he does like I, their, their latest LP dropped in 2019.
0: Mm-hmm. And then,
2: and then all of a sudden he had, like I said, character was there. Um, was the acoustic one that he did. And then, and then the live album and then the cover album. But yeah, he definitely keeps busy. Um But also like the bands out here, some of the bands out here too, they're all doing stuff and, and, and they just can't drop stuff as quick as, someone like him where he owns like he's he's i think he's his own record well i think he's on epitaph too he's got his own like record label and then he's got on epitaph i think and then <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah like michael kane in the morning after is just just they they recorded it um their full-length lp they finished it in early 2020 um they put out a cover song to put out for like the masses but like they can't I mean, we, you can't really press an album that's going to be your first full full LP during a pandemic when you can't tour to promote it, you know? <laughs> right,
1: right. That's, so there, it's there, one, of the, one of the recurring conversations that we've we've had with people in interviews is that exact thing. Okay. Yeah. How about that tough. album you put out that you didn't
2: get to tour behind? <laughs> that yeah, sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sucks. It sucks. And um, you know, and I've talked to him. He's been on the podcast, and he's itching to get the album out, but it's just nothing you can do. They're dropping a single from it that's coming up in uh, March. And, there you go. Uh, yeah, they're doing a cool little thing for that, and uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's uh, it. And um, some bands you just can't get together. You know, it's not if it's yeah. not safe. If it's not safe, you know, I mean, we're in a weird time right now, and so yeah. Thank, I'm thankful for the ones that can do stuff. And I'm hoping the ones that can't right now, when everything gets back, they can they can get to it.
3: I'm actually hoping that the ones that can't right now, like are more inspired than ever when they are able to get back, because, you know, whenever we like had radio shows, when we missed the radio show, like when we get back to the studio those would be some of my favorite episodes because we would just have so much fun doing it because it's almost like a kid you know riding a bike again you're just like you just kind of remember that feeling like oh this is exciting again i get to you know i haven't done this in forever (laughs) and so hopefully those band members kind of get the
1: same same thing
4: Mm
1: -hmm. are you saying you've been writing out like a like a the ultimate track list for the day (laughs) you guys go back into the studio to do the radio show (laughs) I have been thinking about it, yes. yes.
3: It's like my
0: 30 favorite songs
1: of all time. That's what we're
0: playing. And it'll probably be different phases like, hey, this was this three-month period of 2020 that we didn't get to play on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to
1: catch up on all the 2020 bands and the 2021, like the albums, I mean.
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the one thing that I think is kind of the craziest part about the whole pandemic portion of... of the music industry is like how many of these bands are actually going to stick around versus just kind of stop completely. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen to many of them, but well, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that
3: it's crossed their minds. Cause I'll be quite honest, like uh giving up the radio shows crossed my mind several times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you're not
1: wrong though. I mean, venues have shut down. Yeah. A lot of bands have been like, Hey, I can't make money. This Doing this right now, I'm gonna to have to go back to my day job, and they probably will stay at their day job for a lot of them. So
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a lot, um a lot of people that I've talked to. They all they they're all itching to get back. Yeah. Not that I'm talking to like a million people or a lot of people, but, <laughs>
0: and, you know.
2: And the ones that I've talked to, like, and they've got a lot of they've got like high hopes for um, what's gonna what's gonna happen. As far as like venues that are, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. One band in particular, I I talked to uh, Scotty Saints from Scotty Saints and the True Believers. They're out of uh, Portland, Maine area. He's like, he's just like itching to get back. And he's got a, he's got a full length album. They've got a full length album coming out. And it's just like, you know, I, I, I feel like kind of like you said, like the first, like you were saying, um, Dan, the first episodes are going to be the best. I think. The first run of shows that come from this are gonna right. be fucking stacked. Yeah, and and if you gotta have smaller capacity place, like if you can't have big arena shows anymore, and you can't have full like if you can't have you can, if you can't pack a place, I think the the shows are gonna be more intimate, and you're gonna see a lot more bands traveling around together. Huh. You know, more so like than you would before where. You know, well, this band's coming at this time. This band's coming at that time. They might just put them together and say, "All right, we're going to do this one show." And I, I, don't know. I'm guessing, but I think that would be fucking awesome just to see. Uh, you see, you bring in all these different bands. I keep cussing. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> you you're good. No, you're, good. You're, good. you're good. You're good. You bring in all these different kinds of bands. It's gonna, it's gonna be like those shows back, back in the you know late '90s early '2000s that we were going to out here.
3: So let me ask you, Trev. Would you get down with a concert, a uh, parking lot concert, like where you have to like go to your car and, and park and watch like a drive-in concert? Like a drive-in, yeah, in drive-in concert? In concert. That's, yeah, that's what I mean.
2: Yeah. Um, it depends on what it is. Um, yeah. You know, if... if uh, <laughs> Like, I think I would... I think like... I don't know. It's like like Metallica did one, didn't they?
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, Probably. I, think so. I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, to me that now... Like, uh, but I'm really weird when it comes to shows these days. Um, I got you. I was, I was actually, I, t- I, I had told Aaron, I told Aaron this, I think before there was a show in, in Rhode Island. It was actually, oh, the yes. an- yeah. It was the, the anniversary just, just came up the uh, great white show that with the fire.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was,
2: I was, yeah. I had tickets to that show. I didn't make it to the show. Luckily. Thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so like ever since then, like, I, I still go to shows. I go to, I still gone to a fair share of shows, but I'm more, at, I'm more like apt to not go to something than, than go to one. Um, yeah. If there's like, you know, and I, and I don't know if that's why, or if it's just, if that's like a subconscious thing for me, or if I just, I'm just lazy. I don't know. Or, <laughs> or,
0: or, or at least, at least if nothing else, uh, know where the exits are. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: so, but like I was talking to a few people about it. If If you could go to a show, and there's only like, say there's only like a hundred people allowed. It's so much more intimate of a show. I think I would enjoy that more than, I'm I'm the old guy who stands in the back anyway. Now You know? <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: I think, I think at this point, like if a band, if a band says, okay, we're going to do some shows. They're going to be a very small attendance, even if they try to do social distancing or whatever, whether they may or may not, but we'll just say, you know, smaller house than normal. And because of that, we're going to have to charge a little bit more than normal to sort of recoup for the fact that we can't play for as big a crowd as we want. I think I'd be fine with that for one, just from the desire to see some shows and then, and to support bands. And then for two, because like you said, that intimacy of the experience there, I mean, hopefully I can't be sure about this, but maybe we'll run into a situation where you get to see some bigger bands in some smaller venues than they would normally play for that reason. Yeah.
0: I hope. That's what I was going to say. I, I'm curious to see if like instead, instead of just hitting all the main uh, big city markets, if, if they just play, you know, like three smaller vicinity shows within a, a week time frame or whatever, and then just kind of make that loop state to state kind of yeah. thing. I'd be down. It'll be interesting once it, it can do it.
2: I mean, I might do a parking lot show just to say I did one.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like I went to one, you know. I mean, it could it could, and it might, it might it could be like a festival. Who knows? You know what I mean, yeah. like a yeah. festival
0: show.
1: The only problem I had with that was they charge you by the car. And yeah. so it, it's all a matter of, you know, how many people are in that car. Yeah. And so I'm like I don't necessarily know people in Chicago that want to go to the shows that I would want to go to. <laughs> and so I'm like I can't I can't justify spending that much money to go sit in my car. And watch you guys by myself for an hour or two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I need yeah. I need a friend or two to 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 talk to it with the, at the show and to reduce this cost. But in theory, I thought it was a pretty great idea. Like that's, that's that drive-in movies. Why not drive-in concerts? Like that's kind of yeah. that's kind of cool. Especially because yeah, I just appreciate I appreciate people trying to find creative ways to get around this we can't do shows thing. So yeah.
0: and and that'll be interesting with uh, you know punk in particular like all right everyone let's get into a pit it'll be like a demolition 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 derby instead. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: true like punk and hardcore shows are so are so physical like that really is a part of the experience for a lot of people i know trev you could speak to that maybe more more in the past than in the in recent memory i don't know based on kind of what you're saying here yeah no uh, yeah 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 it's a thing
2: (laughs) yeah no it is a thing i was always too big for the i was always i I never like because i don't I don't. I don't like hurting people, so I, I right. always stood on the. I always stood like on the outskirts of the pit and help people up. And, and I uh, knew it. You know,
0: <laughs> that, that's typically yeah. what I do.
1: <laughs> there's always there's some guys that are doing that, and they're usually big dudes. That, and I think that's probably every single one of their rationale. I don't want to hurt people, but I want to kind of be close to this, so I'm just going to yeah. help people up but, whenever they get knocked too hard.
0: <laughs> but then there's always that one jerk. <laughs> there, <Yeah.
2: laughs> there is that too. Casey, did I did I tell you this that day we were talking? I scared one of those jerks out of the pit once. <laughs> I, I don't remember if Dude you tell said that. This story. Yeah, tell, tell <laughs> us that. I don't remember if oh, you said I, that he, one. He was just being an asshole and he was fucking like hurt, hurting like little people, you know. And I yeah. I just, I, just gra- I grabbed him by his collar and pulled him in, and I was like, "Get out of the fucking pit!" And he just <laughs> 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 he's like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's yeah, yeah. nice. free security
1: for the for the venue.
2: <laughs> just don't hurt anybody don't be an asshole you know i just don't i don't like bullies and shit like that so
1: i think that's one of the cool things about like pits and punk experiences that usually i'm not gonna say all the time that is this thing where it is very physical you're running around ramming into people whatever but it's like it's this thing that is is more often than not deliberately done without malice or intention to hurt people it's just it's a weird experience where you can be like how about we hit each other but and but out of love yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's such a strange idea
2: <laughs> well it's kind of like what you guys are saying uh um dan what you were saying about you know music being a release you yeah know? Mm-hmm. like that's that's what these they're they're just they're letting it all out and and to be able to get up and dust each other off at the end of that and be like yeah. all right and hug each other share a beer or whatever the fuck you know so,
4: yeah, oh, one, one, of the, yeah.
2: One, one of the things the big things with, with the punk punk world and this is across the you know across the world um They used to do basement shows. Basement shows were like this huge thing. Like you see some iconic pictures of these bands of like Minor Threat or Black Flag. They're playing in like a basement of a fucking, of like a, uh, you know, a little, a little, you know, the German club or or whatever, you know, the Moose Club, Moose Lodge, whatever, whatever it is. And um, I, I don't think, I mean, I don't know if those will ever come back. (laughs) Yeah. That might be a little too Like, yeah you, you know what close I'm saying? Quarters. Like you're just too close, yeah, close quarters. Um, yeah. you're sweating on each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right, right. But that yeah. and that's gonna I guess as as things would progress with um with, with the COVID nineteen protocols, we'll we'll find out. But I mean to me that's like remember birthdays? Like you blow, right. <laughs> Yeah, blow on, on, a, on a birthday cake and then everybody <laughs> eats it? <laughs> on <a cake>. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you think about that now you know how disgusting that is we've been doing right. it right we've been doing it for fucking decades you know so, <laughs> um what about
1: we're balls. about just hearing it. yeah yeah
2: <laughs> Bowling so balls. much stuff that we touch that other people touch <laughs> it's just crazy the Bowling shoes
0: too <laughs> yeah bowling oh. shoes
2: yeah <laughs> At least they spray those. There's no one one wiping the holes of a bowling ball before you use it.
1: There will be now, or else the bowling alleys are all going to go under. That's funny. um, (laughs) Oh, no, I didn't think about that. I'm still paranoid when people sneeze.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like someone cussed in church when someone sneezes or coughs. What was that? (laughs) <laughs> don't worry about it i don't, I don't know
3: <laughs> try having kids that have perpetual allergies that cough that cause them to cough and you're, right. and you're just like out in public and you, and they cough mind you they have masks on but they cough and like everybody just gives you that stare like oh my god how dare you take your kids out in public like you all right all right
1: <laughs> it's all right <laughs> they're not sick i promise you Ooh, they're fine they are violent but they're not sick yeah, yeah. Now, the one they thing I to say each other.
3: regarding the uh the the mosh pits though the the one thing that i absolutely hated about mosh pits because I, I used to be an avid mosh pitter because i'm a big god a big short guy you know like you know <laughs> I, I had you're low center guys. gravity you're, you're so I could really yeah. knocks yeah. some people out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i always hated the guys that were like shirtless and just sweaty as hell. And you're just like you try to avoid them and they always seem to like come after you. Oh
2: god, just get off me, dude. Nobody wants to touch you right now. I don't know what you're here for, but but go away. And as you get older, that guy's got like more body hair. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. And you like you like move in a certain you like you like almost have to matrix move out of the way, but <laughs> but like three strands of, of pubic hair from his chest brush against you.
0: <laughs> with beads of sweat that's, at the end of them.
1: That's actually the true story of why Trev doesn't go in the pit anymore. So yeah, a traumatizing experience
2: <laughs> with some chest hairs. <laughs> they were probably my own. It was probably, probably my <laughs> It was probably my back hair flipped <laughs> over my shoulder and hit me in the face. <laughs> oh my. <laughs>
3: nice. Do you remember the last time you were in a pit, Trev? That I was in one? Yeah. Ooh. Just curious.
2: No. In a pit, I don't I don't remember. The last time I was like doing the, you know, the helping people up and shit was at the last dropkick show in 2012 that i went to. last last dropkick show i went to in 2012 okay yeah i think that might have been the last show i know i've been to shows since then
1: i uh, see. i know my concert ratio has decreased since i've been to chicago mostly because i don't have these guys that want to go with me to stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: but uh i was gonna say I'd, I'd hope you've been to something since 2012 well That's I, just... you gotta think <laughs> I'm, I'm you know i think about like me going to a show and then i think about like I used to run venues like I, I would run oh. like, yeah, I would run yeah. bars and stuff. And we'd have bands there and I I'm watching those guys. I just don't think about it that way. Cause I'm, I'm, yeah, w- you're I'm working. working. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. They don't go, they don't go on your bands. I've seen, you know, attended live sh- uh, list. Right. Right. They're just yeah. the guys who were at your work that night.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, I don't, yeah. But like, um, I don't, I don't, I actually don't remember the last time I was actually in a pit. It was probably at a dropkick show, to be honest.
0: Yeah.
3: I don't know if I've ever told this story on our podcast before, but the last time I was in a pit was 2005, uh, during Seven Dust. And Mm. I remember this very specifically, very, very specifically. Um, because for one, some dude like saved my life. I I feel this way anyway. Uh, but (laughs) Bitch started, they started playing a song called Bitch. And, I absolutely love that song. One of my favorite Seven Dust songs. So I, you know, gun for the pit and I was probably about 20 years old, 19, 20 years old, something like that. And somebody stepped on my foot and I came out of my shoe and fell Ooh. in the middle of the pit. Ooh. And like I'm just like on my on the ground like on my knees trying to find my shoe and the next thing I know this big bouncer dude, this dude probably had to be all of 350 400 pounds grabbed me by the back of my pants and threw me on his on my feet with one hand. And I'm just like, what, where, where am I? And then like grabs my shirt, pulls me out of the pit. And I was like, my shoe, my shoe. And this dude literally like just through the pit. Like nobody ever like just spread in the, spread in the way, grabs my shoe, gives it back to me. Was it me? Honestly, <laughs> it could have been. been. I don't know. Do. <laughs> could have been. Who knows? Uh, but I always forever remember that. For one, for the dude that that pulled me out. But when I when I got my foot stepped on, I hit my elbow, and I actually busted pieces of my elbow. Like and I still to this day have like fractured oh. pieces, bone, bone of, chips, bone in my chips in my elbow oh, from that. Yeah. Cool. The, the, the pageant floor is all concrete. Yeah, and so like if you go down, it it hurts. Was that the day?
0: Was that was that the day you realized you weren't invincible anymore? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's (laughs) that's why you. That's why you haven't been in the pit since. (laughs) That's right.
3: Or if I go, I just bring KC to like shield me from everybody. Yeah, there you go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say. anymore now? When we go to shows, we try to we try to get seats. (laughs) Yes, I'm old and lazy. I I went to uh, so.
2: I went to a Godsmack show years and years ago, and when we got there, they had just redid the venue, and it was, like, all seats, and we were standing there. It was a free ticket, so I didn't really care, but we were standing there, and we're like, this sucks. You know, it's all <laughs> seats. And yeah. these, kids, these kids started moshing, like, where we were standing behind these seats, and uh, next thing I know, one of the dudes I'm with has, like, one of the moshing guys, like, hung over the railing. Uh, so I so I went up and I grabbed one of the other guys. We stopped them from like, we're like this sucks, dude. You can't do this here. Like it's a we're moshing in a walkway. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can get a conga line or something if you want, but you can't mosh right here. This is yeah. not going to work. I was gonna,
0: I was going to mention that earlier. You also have the the people that that don't go to the designated mosh pit. Area, they just yeah. want to mosh with like the closest person that they're next to, and it's like that, that's not always that's not always the best option. <laughs> Consent is very important in the pit.
2: <laughs>
1: Don't do you, be dragging me out there. <laughs>
2: do you guys know Godsmack. You know who Godsmack is. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. Speaking oh,
1: okay. of speaking of famous Massachusetts bands, that's that's another yeah, yeah. So, on that uh, list.
2: I wanted to mention too, like the the radio station at, uh, out of Boston, the WAAF. They're no longer there. They were they were out. For 50, they were there for 15 Years, they were a rock station. They didn't play just classic rock. They didn't play metal. They played everything. They broke a lot of bands, and Godsmack was one of those bands. Yeah, where I and I don't know if they started. So, a gentleman who's on a, who's on another radio station now here since AAF is gone, Mike shue he had a show for a couple years on AAF on a Saturday nights called Harder Faster, and it was just hmm. local metal bands and shit. And I'm I i do not know if that's where Godsmack first came in or not, but yeah, they were definitely like AAF. They broke Shine down. Shine down. Wasn't like, they were a band and they were like opening for other bands. And then they did like an acoustic show at AAF and they blew up after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so like that rock station would, like, they would break all these, like these, um, you know, these, I, I, like I said before, I call them like festival bands, you know what I'm saying? Like bands yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and there was that trend where they, all those bands were just blown up and they were all packing arenas, all of them. But yeah, so a lot of I, a lot of those bands, like I think they were the first station, um, like the first like big national station to play corn. That's to give you an idea of like the music out here, how it was treated. All all this, any kind of rock and roll is just treated so well. You got to think like Aerosmith came from here, Boston, mm-hmm. the Cars. Those are like those are huge, like you know, classic rock bands. They all started out here. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize how big for such a small region because you got to think, uh-huh. new yeah. Eng- I mean, you could take every state of new England and put it inside of Texas and you're not even halfway through there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So like, like right. The music scene just in general here is just so big. And, and, and uh, it, it spans from, like I said, reggae music to fucking folk rock, to punk rock, to metal, to whatever you want to call it. You know, it's just, it's always yeah. been a thing here and uh, it's, it's a cool place like when I moved, like uh, Aaron, you had said, I lived in other parts of the country. I never saw any of that, <laughs> you know? Mm, and I'm yeah. not saying it didn't happen everywhere else, but like where I've, like the places where I've gone, like it's usually just, yeah, all right, this is just country music here or it's just rock and roll here. It didn't have right. this, this right. broad stroke of what everything what everything is. And uh, it makes me proud of where I kind of, where I, you know, where I'm from in a sense for when it comes to music.
1: That's one thing that I've, in more recent years, I didn't actually realize this until a few years ago because one one thing that I kind of enjoy is paying attention to, like, sports markets and, like, you know, St. Louis being, like, a medium-small market team that always has one of the highest baseball attendances in the game. And I think of a city like Boston, which is actually, size-wise, pretty small for a major city. Oh, yeah. But it's so known and so influential, and there's just... I just think it's an interesting place because there's so stinking much going on in a smaller major city.
2: Yeah. You got all these little surrounding towns too, that make up the city, you know know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty neat place. I believe you. It's
1: the entire Northeast is is on my, I haven't been anywhere in the Northeast (laughs) at all. And so I don't, it's, it's all secondhand reports I get.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's the one thing that I always thought that was interesting about the Northeast is just how compact everything is. And you can go a half, half hour one direction and be in a completely different state and a completely different city. And as opposed to like Texas and it'll take you like a day. (laughs) No, it would, it would. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I can get, I, I can get to my, my parents live in Rhode Island. They live in like the the most Southern town of Rhode Island and I can get there in an hour, (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I, yeah. Um, my cousins live up in Maine and I can get to Portland, Maine in an hour and a half. Uh, it's just, yeah, you know, that's it's great. all Yeah. It's cool. It's cool to be able to do it. And that's just it. Like, so I think that's a thing with all these bands out here and these shows. Yeah. All right. We're going to go an hour and a half away to go watch this band. Let's go. And then they'll come down. Yeah, just, right. They'll come down. Then that band will come down and see the band that just went up to watch and play. Because everything's kind of close. Like, if you go, um, one of the things that I found interesting when I talked to uh, Scotty Saints, he's originally from Pennsylvania. He's like, yeah, they weren't traveling an hour and a half to see other bands play. They had their own bands. Yeah. You know? Here, it's just everything's just so so close-knit. It works out.
1: Yeah. All right. So as we have said in multiple episodes, we need to wrap it up here for this one. (laughs) Um, Trev Allen from The Struggling Artist, thank you very much for joining us. As always, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I know you, uh, again, you're involved with a number of things locally and on your own show. So you want to take a second to kind of plug what you're up to right now?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I just want to plug, uh, the sponsor of the podcast is GetPunk.com and uh, Stateline Records. Um, Stateline Records is a, is a Massachusetts record label. Uh, they've got amazing bands on there. And they the thing about Stateline records is their bands. None of them sound the same. And that kind of goes with what yeah. I was saying earlier about how there was all these different types of music in the area. You know, we get, I mean, they range from like rockabilly bands to um, like just straight up punk bands to rock and roll bands, street punk, whatever, whatever you kind of look for. If you check out their label and check out the hardcore bands, if you check out the label state line records, you'll see Like I said, all, all their bands are on there. They had two bands that um, won one best of 2020 awards uh ramallah for hardcore and um stolen wheelchairs they got uh they won up for punk music this year so that's that's a that's a huge thing
1: some of these punk bands have great just great names (laughs) like (laughs) that's the common theme i keep i've thought i've had that thought like five or six times while you were
2: introducing me to new bands
1: here (laughs) like that's a great band name oh
2: yeah you head over to getpunk.com. It, you can see all the bands from that label there and all the all the bands that that particular website carries. Um, they have a, a record of the month club, which is awesome. Mark handpicks every month. Everyone gets the same record. It's not like most record of the month clubs where you just get leftovers. He's actually handpicking stuff that he's listening to and he wants other people to listen to, and that's, you know, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you ever go there and you want to buy some pickups, they've, they've got like regular rock finals too. But if you ever go there and you want to pick up some vinyls, you can use the offer code STRUGGLE, S-T-R-U-G-G-L-E, uh, for 10% off your order. That's, that's a little offer code that I get that I give out to people. They got a lot of good things on there, and, and uh, Mark, Mark has done a great thing for the music community of Boston, and um, you know I'm always trying to help, help out with that. The other thing I wanted to mention was there's a podcast called The Movie Seller Podcast, and uh, they, what they do is they watch VHS tapes and they uh, they do reviews on them and stuff. And a big thing they do is they do um, stuff for the JDRF, for the uh, type 1 diabetes, to find a cure for type 1 diabetes. Okay. And on May 7th, they're doing an event where it's like a live stream, watch a movie thing. And I think tickets are like five bucks. It's five bucks. And it all goes to the JDRF. I'm a sponsor of that. and. and we're giving away stuff. They're doing like swag packs that they're going to give given away to the people who donated the $5. One of the things I'm doing is I'm making, <laughs> it's, it sounds corny. I'm making mixtapes, like cassette mixtapes and uh, that's fun of music. Yeah. And uh, I'm getting the band's permission too. So they're all going to be added to like a thank you list. That's going to be on there too. I'm only making three. That's <laughs> I'm only making three to give away. And like, it's going to be, I, I you know, like a, it's like a little fun, nostalgic fuck you know thing like that um but they they're giving away they've got artwork from comic book creators like uh i forget their names but the guys who did the ninja turtles they've got like artwork from them they're going to be giving away they've got all sorts of stuff given away nice yeah so that's on may 7th the movie seller podcast you can head over check them out and they have more details than I do. I'm just some bum who give. Them. It's like, yeah, hey, I'll sponsor your thing, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, I want. So, if you want to check out my show, it's the Struggling Artist Podcast. It drops on Tuesdays. I talk to people from all walks of life. You know, you gentlemen have been on a lot of musical guests. Have been on writers. It doesn't even. They don't even have to be like a creative. You know, it can just be just anybody who wants to come and hang out and talk.
0: So, yeah, you do great work. Thank you. <laughs>
2: and i want to thank you guys for having me on
0: yeah absolutely You're welcome
3: it's not just a music podcast right not just, yeah yeah
2: not just a music podcast oh dan you think i say? you think i look like that guy
0: <laughs> okay Ju- Ju- judah freelander judah freelander or
2: you, no. you think
3: i sound like that guy no you I, I thought you sounded like him when i first heard it Really? Yeah. <laughs> your
1: voice. Trev was very confused about not, that. Not
3: look. <laughs> I, you definitely don't look like Judah Freelander. No, I was going no to wear a
2: wig and like a trucker hat to
1: kind of it <laughs> out. So, So, Dan, whenever Trev first popped up on the screen for, for the recording of his episode, you were expecting someone that was pretty much Judah Freelander to show <laughs> up. Of.
2: I was was by, like, based Jesus. on
3: the sound of your voice, that's the only reason why. I, I don't
2: that. even know if that's a compliment or an insult. I'm trying to figure <laughs> it <I> out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know if I know if people saw saw us based on our voice, they'd probably get a completely different uh, reaction.
1: So
3: there's a yeah, lot of we totally
1: have faces for radio and slash podcasts. <laughs> Do you think that would be a gimmick people would buy if we started doing YouTube stuff, but then like wore masks or something? We sound that we're Humble ugly, but, but like, we're radio guys. The here up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Like more like Batman it's masks, weird. not like not like COVID <laughs> masks. Well,
2: see, now, now I'm trying to figure out if Dan thinks I'm uglier than that Judah guy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: doesn't matter what I think, Trev. It only matters what you think style, buddy.
2: That's right. That's right. That's uh, I had to bring that up. I forgot all about it. I had to bring it up. And uh, uh, I want to th- thank you guys again for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully I didn't ramble on too much. No, you did great.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Anybody who's curious, um, what Trev's referring to was a comment from episode 41 that Dan made <laughs> <laughs> about our appearance on The Struggling Artist. So you can go back and listen to that and um, put all these pieces of the puzzle together here. So, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for your time, Trev. We really appreciate you joining us
3: and and, uh, sharing your your knowledge of the local music scene and Celtic punk. We do appreciate your input. And thank you to everyone who listened. We do appreciate your support, your subscriptions, everything that you do, your comments. And you've been listening to the Itch podcast. And until next time, my name is Dan. I'm Casey.
1: And I'm Aaron. Rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please
0: subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook,
3: or through Gmail. And itchrocks.com, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.